welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, ladies, this podcast and the information being provided to you is for educational and informational purposes only, and it should not be taken as medical advice. It is not intended to treat or cure any specific illness, and it is not to replace the guidance provided by your own medical practitioner. This information is to be used at your own risk based on your own judgment. And if you suspect you have a medical problem, we urge you to take appropriate action by seeking medical attention. We are back with another incredible solo episode. Today, I am going to be walking you through some more mineral ideas. So we talked about sodium and potassium in the last solo episode. And this time, I really want to talk about magnesium because I love magnesium. (laughs) It is just such an incredible mineral. It does so much for us in the body and it's often underutilized. I think the latest statistic that I saw was that magnesium is deficient in 80% of people, which is really kind of understandable when you think about why (laughs) that would be. You know, the, the main reasons we would be low in magnesium is high, high stress. I mentioned that in the sodium and potassium podcast that stress is going to deplete certain minerals pretty quickly and magnesium is the first to go uh, along with sodium and potassium. And also, in addition to stress, we lose magnesium when we drink coffee, when we drink alcohol, when we are, again, stressed out and we are depleted of it in our soils. So when we think about, especially in the United States, because of all the monocropping, we have had some depletions in some of the minerals and nutrients that those vegetables give us because of our soils. So when you think about all of that, it is pretty understandable that so many people would be deficient. Okay, so let's dive into why should I even care about this mineral called magnesium And how can I start to look at whether I need to increase it and how to do that? So magnesium is incredibly important for so many things. There used to be this number thrown out that magnesium supported 300 different mechanisms in the body, but 
after more and more research has been done, it looks like it's multiple thousands of enzymatic processes depend on magnesium. So it impacts everything. Magnesium is necessary for energy production. So it helps our body make ATP, which is energy, our main energy source. And that's going to fuel all the different reactions in the body that we require for energy, right? Detox, um, hormones, brain chemistry, all that stuff. So we literally need that to do the basic foundation of making energy, making ATP. Another thing that magnesium is really well known for is its impact on our blood sugar. So magnesium is a cofactor for a lot of enzymes that are involved in the metabolism of glucose, which is basically fancy words for how our body uses sugar for energy. It's going to control how our body processes that sugar and control the action of insulin and insulin-reliant glucose uptake in the cell. So as our magnesium levels improve and they're more saturated, our cells require less insulin to get glucose inside, right? Because that's insulin's main job. That's a hormone that shuttles glucose inside the cell. And so we want our bodies to be optimized here because this is where we see uh, reactive hypoglycemia. We see uh, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, prediabetes, things like this. It's also really impacting a lot of the PCOS world, right? So we really want to make sure our insulin and our glucose are at a good level. And magnesium helps that process work more efficiently so we don't have to use so much. Okay, so that's a big one, right? Because we can't have balanced hormones if we have imbalanced glucose and imbalanced blood sugar. Thyroid, we need magnesium for properly functioning thyroid. So that's obviously very um, important to me with someone, someone who has been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Our muscles, so our muscles can get sore. And one of the reasons our muscles get sore is a lack of magnesium. So it actually helps to release that tightness. It's actually why I take so much magnesium before my period because it will contract, right? And those muscles are going to want to release in order for us to have a more easeful, less painful period. Magnesium also helps to reduce inflammation in the body. That's pretty important. And then vitamin D. So magnesium converts vitamin D to a active, usable form and actually something we can use in the body. That's pretty dang important. So if we can't convert the vitamin D, we will have low levels, which is kind of opening up a can of worms around vitamin D. And there's a lot about take vitamin D, take vitamin D, take vitamin D. But what I see is that actually people are so deficient in magnesium that it doesn't matter how much vitamin D they're taking, their levels aren't getting up to a normal rate. So if we're deficient in magnesium, we could continue to see those low levels. Okay, so those are the main, main reasons that I love magnesium, why it's like my favorite thing ever. Magnesium deficiency is going to present in a lot of different ways. So you could have tight those tight muscles or painful periods for sure. You could have all sorts of blood sugar imbalances, every, anything from just, you know, reactive hypoglycemia glycemia all the way to more like the pre-diabetic and metabolic syndrome. We also see depression with magnesium. Uh, we also see osteoarthritis because magnesium is going to regulate calcium. All right. And so if we have low magnesium, we'll have high calcium in the tissues and the, and it's not in the bone where it needs to be. So we can't use it. 
Um, same with osteoporosis, by the way. We also see PMS because magnesium does help with the shuttling of estrogen detoxification. We see cardiovascular issues. We see adrenal issues. We see high blood pressure, hypothyroidism, anxiety, or hyperactivity because magnesium is very calming. So there are a lot of side effects of having a low mag um, in the body. All right. So no matter what, we want to make sure we are having enough magnesium. And similar to potassium, it is a lot that we need to have in a day. And it used to be a lot easier because it was it was something that was in our soils, in our food that we were eating. But now it's, it is a lot harder to get that magnesium from food. So this is actually one of those places where I would recommend supplementing with magnesium in most cases. I mean, obviously you'd want to get your own levels run. But usually, I have never, let's put it this way, I have not seen a single person who was just bursting at the seams with magnesium. They were always, always, always depleted. So how do we measure this? We can measure it on uh, magnesium RBC in blood, but I would really recommend an HTMA because HTMA is going to look at the tissue magnesium, which is just a better way of looking at magnesium than in the blood. It's just more accurate. And then you can kind of see where am I in the scale and what do I need to do about that? So when magnesium is low, we also want to look at sodium and potassium on the HTMA and see what is going on. That hair tissue mineral analysis is such a great test. That's why it's included in every single program, whether it's She Thrives or She Academy, we always run it because it is essential, really, for looking at this pa- the mineral patterns, how we create energy and all that stuff. But what I will typically see is low sodium and potassium, and then I'll either see elevated magnesium or low magnesium. In either case, it's actually interesting is it's if it's really high, it just means that you're in a current active stage of stress. If it's really low, it means you've been under stress for a very, very long time. So seeing high magnesium on an HGMA still is not a good enough reason to not take it, but the order in which you do things matters. So you want to start with the sodium and the potassium first, and then you can go into the magnesium. So what I typically will tell somebody who's just getting started is let's focus on topical magnesium while we replete the depleted stores of sodium and potassium because magnesium will actually lower that sodium and potassium, which we don't want. So we'll do like the adrenal cocktails, like I talked about in that solo episode of the sodium and potassium, but we'll also do like topical magnesium, like Epsom salt baths, or even they make, you know, magnesium uh, sprays and lotions. And then once they're a little bit more stable with sodium and potassium, we'll add in the oral magnesium. And there are a lot of different types of oral magnesium, So I personally do really well with magnesium glycinate. That's usually what I end up recommending for clients or magnesium malate. The citrate is really good for if you're constipated, it will definitely make you go to the bathroom, but that's not going to necessarily fill up your entire body with magnesium the way the other ones would. So from there, we're really looking at like filling up those magnesium stores. And I usually go about five times my body weight in milligrams is the recommended dose. It took me a while to get there though, because we never want to just start taking like seven capsules of something that would be really dangerous um, or potentially just unpleasant. Um, So I started really slow and then just increased over time. And then my body is like 
more nourished in that mineral, you know, over time. And so I see these other symptoms come down. Now, before you take any supplements, you always have to talk to your doctor because you just never know if you're taking a medication that it could interact with, or maybe you don't need that supplement, right? Like we don't want to spend money on random things, but I'm just sharing what I've seen a lot is that people are depleted in magnesium because the soils are depleted and we're so stressed out. And then they're skipping the step of the sodium and the potassium. So go back and listen to that episode. They need to do that first and then they can add the magnesium. And that's where we see long-term energy production support. We see good um, blood sugar balance and help like we sleep better and all that, those different things. So that's my little spiel on magnesium. You can get it from foods, but I think, I think it would be, what's the right word? I don't think it would be enough for most people considering how much we need, right? Five times your body weight in milligrams is quite a lot, right? You know, a hundred pound person that's would need 500 milligrams and most adults are going to be heavier than that. So we, when we think about that, that's very difficult to get from foods. There are some foods that have magnesium like avocados and chocolate and several others. But I think this is one place where I would say I I haven't had a single client who didn't need additional supplemental magnesium as long as it was tolerated and supported by their doctor. So I hope that this is really helpful for you. I hope it gives you an insight if you listen, you know, kind of listen to those symptoms and things that could be going on with low magnesium. And then maybe it'll prompt you to get some testing done to get some support, to try out some topical magnesium, and to ask your doctor about supplemental magnesium if it's right for you. And as always, you can reach me on Instagram in my DMs at She Talks Health. And know that this is a test and work that we do every single day with our clients, and we see incredible results. So of course, you can always reach out about that, fill out the application to work with us, and we'll let you know if you're, you're a good fit. Um, But other than that, I just hope this has been an incredibly helpful podcast for somebody out there. And I will see you in a couple of weeks with some more awesome content. Talk to you later. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.